You're right. But you're, you're right. Yeah. Al is a, what did you say, a A-plus pickleball player now after one day on the court? Let's not do that. A-minus? Let's not do that. A-minus? I was a, I would say for the first time ever playing, a C-plus, which means you have some potential. That's, That's how I would good. grade myself. Uh, by the way, good. C-plus? C-plus makes you the A player on our duo. I stink. You have more experience. I don't think you... I, s- I, I do have more experience, but by you've played once and I've played six times. Okay, but here's the difference. I think because you've never played doubles, that will help your game. Maybe. You only got to worry about half the half the court Maybe. now. I, I do, we need to watch some YouTube. We need to do a film session. We need to go into a dark room with a laser pointer and put it up on the big screen yep. and start to break not it Not kidding. Down. I'm not joking. I do need to go on YouTube and learn some of the basic things of what to do, when to do it, why you're moving up, why you're staying back. That stuff I don't know. We're all friends here. This will just stay in the room. Yep. I don't have to share this with anybody. Yep. Uh, I've done that. Didn't help. I've looked. It's no. It actually is depressing because when you go on YouTube and watch these people play, they're really, really good at it, and it just goes to show you like the level that a beginner is. And I don't. These aren't pros. These are people like playing at the park. Yeah. But they're good at it, and I am miles away from that. So yesterday there were four courts yesterday. So one of the courts that we were using, um, you know, you have a court to your left. Let's call it. And in between plays, in between points and something like that, you just kind of look over there and there's, ah, like, I mean, people were playing. So I, I know what you're talking about. There's some real players that were there. They just didn't have to be on our, our court yesterday. Well, I need, you know what I need? Like, m- much like we were talking about with college basketball a second ago, when the seedings come out and the brackets, and it's like, oh, they got a really good draw and they're going to go through this region and they won't I have to play. I think we're getting UCLA. close to that. Or they we did. need our brackets. Yeah, we need our brackets. We need, I need to see who our matchup is. I need to see because. You know, I heard Sedano and Cap saying yesterday something along the lines of maybe it's getting close to coming out or maybe Tommy will be sending it out or something like so. that. Yeah. Because I all great athletes, all great teams, Lee, a lot of it has to do with your mental edge, your mental toughness, sure. your, your attitude as you come into a big game. And knowing my opponent will help a great deal. Maybe they'll be starstruck by you guys if it's not someone oh, uh, it's gonna be our station. If there's uh, it's, if it's we're playing be... civilians yeah, we're gonna get demolished. Done. Done. Yeah, De- we're not gonna be demolished because I don't think non pickleball playing people were buying a spot in the pickleball tournament no, they just were to not. goof around. No, These they are were pickleball not pickleball people. Yeah, and, and I think it's such a unique event because it's not like we've ever done anything like this. No. So I think our only shot is, and this is how it should be, anyways. We should be playing people from the station, and then let those who actually know what they're doing, and whoever comes out from the station is going to end up having to play those and real get players demolished anyways. later. Probably get demolished later. <laughs> if we get knocked out right away, we can hang around and have a few beers. Watch Nothing wrong with that. Have a few slices of pizza or whatever, whatever the food is out there. Yeah, watch a little basketball along the way. All right, um, tonight, crypto. Timberwolves in town, Lakers, yeah. no D'Angelo Russell, obviously no LeBron James. Do we know, is AD have an official status at this point? I thought yesterday when they said it, I think it was probable. Okay. So I, I, there's a good chance he's going to play okay. uh, tonight's game. Well, he was 100% pain-free, didn't play the last one, so hopefully he plays tonight. Um, Darvinham. Yep. The Lakers are right on the cusp of being in this thing, mm-hmm. at least from a mathematical perspective. And it They're, seems like they've been there right on the cusp of the entire season. But yes. It doesn't seem like it. They have. Mm-hmm. Right? Actually, they've been probably a few games be- <laughs> right. behind they, from they, it. They've yep. been outside the line. It, put it to you this way. As soon as they had played enough games to be outside the line, they were outside the line. Mm-hmm. And they've never gone back. 
correct me if I'm wrong here. They never got back to they've 500. Never, they've never been out of 10, into 10th place, even for a day. I, I, I'm, you might I be right. I wouldn't bet my house on it, but... But you might be right. I, I think, think there's a there's a much stronger chance. What I thought you were going to say is, hey, they started out 2-10. and 10. They never dug out of the no, hole, no, no. right? No, they have not. I don't think they've because ever been in that 10th spot. You don't spot. have to be at 500 to be above the line. Mm-hmm. 31 and 32 right now is... The Pelicans. The, the Pelicans and the Jazz. Mm-hmm. So 9 and 10 are below 500, mm-hmm. and they're in. The Lakers are 30 and 33 in 11th place. They're closer than they've been in a while, but they're still not above the line. If the Lakers miss by basically the margin we're looking at now, a game or so, and you kind of go back and rerun the season, because this this is the thing, right? Like a, a basket here, a yeah. game there. Sure. And it's the difference between being in or out, and it really does feel like this is where it's headed. Mm-hmm. You're just barely in or you're just barely out. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where it's going to land, seemingly. We've talked about the game specifically, the games that were really mismanaged at the end of the game. If that's how it ends, what is the takeaway from Darvin Ham's first season as Lakers head coach? I would say that um, I think regardless of whether that plays out or it doesn't, I still think I have the same answer. So let's say they just barely got in and they were the number 10 spot or they just barely stayed on the outside looking in. I would say that it is clear Darvin Ham is a player's coach. Okay. It is clear that he's got really good relationships with a lot of his players and gives them a lot of autonomy to make um, to succeed and make mistakes on their own. Where I would look at Darvin Ham and have my biggest question marks, um, I think it's adjustments during the game that I don't feel like we saw a lot of them. And let me give you a good example. John Morant had 28 and a quarter in the third quarter, and I was doing this with Michael uh, in the last game and I was trying to ask Michael I'm like Michael I didn't see anything different in the third quarter with Ja he kept doing the same thing and the Lakers didn't do anything different that's one frustration is stopping something that's happening on a consistent basis and not even just trying to give somebody a different look that in-game adjustment and I think the biggest one is because this has happened a few different times in games two minutes left to go the Lakers are uh, it's a close game, and it's going to come down to a, a decision that, yeah, I give players a lot of autonomy, that's fine, but there's also a time that your coach steps in and could be the difference of you getting a W or an L. Those final late-game situations for me, I had some frustrations with in some of those games. So to answer your question, um, more of the X's and O stuff is where the Darvin Ham piece of it uh, frustrated me more of the the I give the players all the autonomy in the world is certainly what his strength is I think he gets his guys to play really hard which in the NBA I think is 80 percent of the job last year the Lakers did not play hard every night last year when the Lakers fell behind the game was over right they, they did not compete especially in the second half of the season they went down 20 they were losing by 30 right they, yeah they, and, and I think a lot of that is a reflection on the coach and the relationship the coach has with the players. Okay. I give him really high marks in getting guys to go out there and bust their ass every night. I give him the highest marks you can get. I give him the highest marks you can give a coach when it comes to the soft skills, the media, the things like that. Like Darvin is a very likable guy. He feels like he's kind of an open book that he's going to tell you what's going on. I, I respect him as a man in that regard and as a coach in that regard that he gets his guy. These guys clearly like him. But I want to use the word that you had about the autonomy that he gives his players at the end of games. That's fine. 
if I'm getting good results. Mm-hmm. That's fine If even if I got bad results at the beginning, but the next time it comes up, it's a little better. Next time after that, it's a little better. Like We're learning, right? We're learning. But if I keep telling my kid he doesn't have to do his homework and he keeps getting D's on his spelling test, I need to intervene. Mm-hmm. I can't just be like, well, you know, he'll figure it out eventually. It's not, no, you, you have to do it. This, this X and no, whatever you want, their end of game execution, whether it's the Ja Morant thing in the third quarter or whether it's the decision to foul or not foul at the end of a three point game, that Dallas Mavericks game. Yep. That, Didn't that, foul Luca. Luca that's a perfect three. example of that. These are things where the, it's very rare, in my opinion, where the coach can have a direct impact on the outcome of a game, a decision here or there, you're going to win or lose based on whether you handle those decisions well. Mm-hmm. The Lakers are kind of chaotic at the end of games. Mm-hmm. They don't seem like they have a great feel for what they want to do in the last 45 seconds, minute of a game of close games. That, I think, is a reflection of the coach having prepared his players properly or at the very least in the moment saying, time out, mm-hmm. this is what we're doing, this is the shot we're getting, we're going to foul him, we're not going to, whatever the decision is. They haven't done that very well. And if it comes down to a game or two and they're on the outside... On the inside of it, you can chalk it up to, hey, we got in anyway. Let's yep. see what happens next. We'll be better next year, right? And and we'll we'll start to because he is he's not a young man, but he's a young head coach. First, first year, yeah, first so, year as a head coach. So let, a little grace there, mm-hmm. a little grace to figure it out as you go. But if you miss it, it's like look again. How many seasons with LeBron do you have where he's still mm-hmm. playing at this level? How many seasons is it like to just say, oh well, we had a, a, a learning curve and it. If the learning curve is by six games, then he's not the problem. If the learning curve is by a game or two, you can point to a game or two. It's like, why didn't we make an adjustment here or there? Why didn't we foul here or there? Why didn't we do this, that, or the other thing? That's a really tough pill for me to swallow. So if they didn't make it, and I, I, I would ask you, if let's just say they stayed exactly where they are. They end, up, they, they end the season in 11th. And I said, what went wrong this year? Would your first indication to be, it, would it be to say, well, it's because Darvin Ham made some mistakes towards the end of games, mm-hmm. and I think that's the difference. Or would you have a different answer? I'd have a different answer. Yeah, I would too. It's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Em, I don't know if this is a male-female thing because there, I, I too have pairs of pants that start as standing pants, but through the course of a day and certainly yeah, by the time out. you get to the end of the week, 
their comfortable sitting pants. Had you worn those pants every day the way that Al and I wear our <laughs> pants every day? Would they have become sitting pants? They're not really everyday pants, though. That's my issue. Ah. They're like they're like they have like black and white. And they have like these like figures on it. Like I can't like roll up to work wearing these necessarily because they're just a little. They're not really really work pants. So it's hard for me to find situations for me to wear them. Do you have non work pants, Lee? Um. No, pretty much all the jeans that I got, uh, I'm wearing to. You got pants. Pretty much anywhere. You got pants. Yeah, that's not. A, I only wear those pants when I go out. That that's definitely. A no, that man does not thing. hit the definition of that. I'm looking over your shoulder. The Dodgers and Angels are playing right now. Spring mm-hmm. training game, top of the first inning. Um, Tyler Anderson's pitching for the Angels against his old squad uh, yep. with the Dodgers, and that's a really interesting question I, because I think we're going to get two answers right on. on a couple of different things. If Tyler Anderson is good for the Angels, okay. good for him. Mm-hmm. I think it, I think it speaks to Tyler Anderson being a pretty good pitcher that the Dodgers kind of pointed in the right direction and he took it from there. If he's bad, two things happen. The Dodgers obviously can look around like, who, who else wants to come in here? We can resurrect your career and get you a three-year deal somewhere else. And go get else, paid somewhere else. And go else. get paid yeah. somewhere else. It also confirms that the Angels don't know what they're doing when it comes to, to finding pitchers. There, there's a lot riding on Tyler Anderson's success. And if he's just kind of in the middle, mm-hmm. like if he goes, I don't know, 9-8, and 8-9, eight, eight and nine, then it's probably a little bit of both, right? Because he was not very good until last year and then last year he was excellent that's the problem the problem is he didn't go to a franchise like the angels are known as a bad franchise Mm -hmm. so there was no middle ground franchise that he went to if he went to the mariners and you're like okay hey interesting he's in seattle they made a playoff run or they got to the playoffs can he have some success there the fact that they went to the angels if he has a bad season, do you put it on Tyler Anderson? Do you just give all the credit to the Dodgers, or how much do the Angels have to do with that? I want to get back to the the Lakers here in a second, but looking at the Dodgers, we just we were talking a little bit during the break, and mm-hmm. Chris Taylor came up, and Freddie Freeman came up, Mookie came up, and Freddie Freeman drew a walk. Freddie Freeman had two home runs yesterday. He just seems to be pretty locked in early uh, in spring training. Play this out for me, okay? And, and as a as a Dodger fan, I'm looking at it through Dodger blue lenses, so I, I want a, a different perspective. If Mookie Betts, mm-hmm. Freddie Freeman, and Will Smith all perform at the level that they usually do, and, okay. and Will Smith's is an all-star level performance, mm-hmm. and Mookie and Freddie Freeman's are MVP level performances, right? If, if you get that from those three, is that enough? Or does Chris Taylor have to bounce back? Does Max Muncie need to bounce back? Does, yeah. does one of the guys, Vargas or Outman, or one of the guys that were tied, does J.D. Martinez need to pop up and have a big year? Jason Hayward have to all of a sudden be like, wow, they resurrected Jason Hayward. If those three guys are as good as they can be, is that good enough? So the rule changes in baseball I think is going to help everybody. And I think it's going to help all offensive hitters in some capacity. Okay, The problem with the Dodgers is it's not – what what before used to be Chris Taylor is just gravy. Trace Thompson is just gravy. Whatever you can get from Cody Bellinger, it's just gravy. Justin Turner's not around anymore, right? You lost um Trey Turner too. You lost Trey Turner from last season as well. I, I don't Gavin think Lux it's is enough down for the year. Gavin Lux that's right. I mean just it's almost like the hits keep coming here. But I the only reason why I set it up that way is because I think you've had years before where you can look at that Dodgers lineup and you say to yourself, where do I have a break? Where do I have a second if I'm a pitcher to just take a deep breath and say, Okay, hey, I think I could get out of this inning, everything will be okay. 
And right now, the Dodgers, if you're just talking about those three players that they have, Mookie is Mookie, Freddie is Freddie, and uh, Will and Will Smith's having a really good season as well. I don't think that's enough. I, I think that there's so much, a lot of times, and it's not just baseball, but it, it's in all the sports, role players got to perform a little bit better. They don't have to be there every single night, right? Like, And I, I think in the Dodgers' case, I'm not telling you Chris Taylor has to be an all-star, but Chris Taylor's got to have a pretty decent season. Max Muncy, um, maybe they could get away with it because there's so many other bats there. Well, you lost so many of those bats. So now Max Muncy, this is not a, it's not a, um, it, it's not a necessity, or I'm sorry, it's not a luxury, it's a necessity. I, I don't think you can get away with just having those three guys have really good seasons. Yeah, it, it's interesting because I, the role players, I think, are far more important in the postseason than they are during the uh, you can if you're if your big guys perform bigly <laughs> if they perform really well yep i think you can hang around yeah right like if, if freddie freeman hits 320 and has 30 home runs and mookie does you know mookie hits 300 and has 25 home runs and steals bay plays gold glove right field then yeah, they're gonna be pretty darn good they're gonna be tough to beat that's not enough to win a postseason series necessarily you're gonna have to have all those other guys that you're going along but Oddly, I'm talking, and again, this could just be me getting excited for the beginning of the, of the regular season, which it probably is. I'm curious about this Dodger team much more than I have been in a long time because there is there's a world where they win 97 games. Yep. There's a world where they win 87. It could go really bad, and they could win 80, right? That that it's unlikely. And you don't have margin for error, no. right? Like if look, Freddie can't be out of the lineup for a, a month or two months or something. Say it out lines. loud. Yeah. If what it, that mm -hmm. that to him, Mookie or Will Smith, they're in trouble. Mm -hmm. They're they're they're. If anything happens to those three guys for anything more than a week or two, that's that's a big problem because they don't have the gravy that you were talking about. Chris Taylor needs to not strike out 180 times this year. Max Muncy can't go five months and bat a buck fifty. Hmm. That, that that can't happen. That that will not work out if any of those guys are down there. They don't have to hit three thirty. Yeah, but you can't hit two thirty either. Mm -hmm. We got to put something together. And is that it? I mean, it's interesting to me. Maybe it's just the baseball fan in me getting excited no, about I, what I, it is. Listen, we've said this that if there's one thing last season, you just the question wasn't you're going to make the postseason. The question wasn't are you going to win the NOS. The question really was. How many wins are you going to end up with? And what happens in the postseason? This year, I think there's some interesting storylines. You're right. Listen, if they won 97, it wouldn't be the biggest shock. If they won 87... That that feels like the number. 87, 88. That's about where it feels like. Maybe 90. Well, that was Philadelphia and the Padres were fighting to get in 86, 87. Yeah. That's where they were last year. Yeah. So it just kind of shows you... And they you, went to the NLCS. And they the did. Phillies went to the World Series. Mm -hmm. Dodgers won 111 and played four more four games, games in the Because Angels. they were playing meaning, meaningful games. games in September, August. But then what happened the year before right? that? Well, Dodgers the played Dodgers meaningful games to the, to the end. CS, and right? they, How come that didn't bother did. the Astros? Yeah. It, right. It, it's, right? It, there it's there just, is no formula. The, and, and the only reason, no the only reason why I set up that way is because the Dodgers have been in every formula. Yes, exactly. And, it, and, and to... Like the excuse of, well, they didn't play meaningful baseball. I'm, literally, I can't give a better example. The Astros. The Astros did everything. The Astros should have been waiting for the Dodgers in the World Series. Mm -hmm. They didn't mm -hmm. have the Dodgers. 
They had the Phillies. And the year before, the Dodgers literally down to the last day of the season were playing meaningful games, and they did beat the Giants. You're right about that, and they did go to the NLCS. But and then the argument was, well, you burned why the did you fight the for the division? You burned the rubber off the tire. By the yeah. time you got there, Hershiser, or not Hershiser, my goodness, how old am I? Clayton Kershiser. Yep. Clayton Kershaw. No, no, no. I'm done. You're Kershiser. You're the show. I can't even talk anymore. Clayton Kershiser. Him. That's a great name. Clayton Kershiser. I should have changed Michael's not bad. name to that. Michael Kershiser Rogers. We're going to do that moving forward. It's a good name. All right. Frame your uh, Laker question again because you. what was it you said? If the Lakers miss by a game or two. Yeah. So let, let, let's say they just stayed right here. Mm-hmm. So they ended up in the 11th spot and they missed the playing tournament by one game. Okay. That's it. Season ends right there. And I told you, because we were talking about Darvin Ham, what have you thought so far, some of his strengths, some of his weaknesses. And if I told you that, what would be your first, like just your initial response? Lakers did not make the playing tournament. They have no chance at the playoffs. They were one game behind. Would your first reaction be, well, that's because of Darvin Ham, or would it be something else? It would be not my first reaction, but it would be one of the reactions. The first reaction would be is that we've got pro- – if, if what you just described. Yep. My first reaction would be, uh-oh, our best player is going into year 21, and that 20 was worse than 19, 19 was worse than 18. Like, we're, we're trending as far – not as as far as performance, as about health. Yeah. And, and just – LeBron James in year 21 is not going to be LeBron James in year 14. It's not. Yep. Okay. Anthony, it means Anthony Davis was unable to to ascend to the level that we've all been hoping it happened. It, those would be the first two things, but it would also be, hey, listen, they they were even with all of those things, they were close enough. They were only a game or two out of that picture, and with one decision here or two decisions there, they might have been in. The the reason I'm not ready to just say, oh, Darvin does, he's new at this, mm-hmm. and he has far more strengths than he does weaknesses. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. But end of game decisions are not a strength. They're not. We, we've seen them really, you know, John has come in here a couple of times. Like, you know, I don't know what they're doing. He talks about it in the middle of the broadcast. Why aren't they fouling? Why are they sure. giving that guy yep. a three? Like, these are the sorts of things that make you go, can you learn that? I would think so. But we better have a pretty steep learning curve coming into next season and then hope all those other things click into place as well. So for me, I think the initial reaction for not making the playing tournament would be um, just the roster that they put together again 
that the pieces didn't fit right out the gate and that you had to wait all the way to the trade deadline to put together a roster that you thought, mm-hmm. I think the pieces fit now. That's part of it But too, it was too sure. little too late, right? I think the 2-10 and ten start, 2-10 and ten start, and those were not end-of-game predicaments and situations. They just played basket, bad basketball for those first 12 games. And then that, that you started talking about right there, AD's availability or bronze or whatever the case is, st- trying to kind of rush this whole thing together at the end, and the pieces weren't there. But I don't really see... What, what, about, kinda, what, if, what if that happens, like you're talking about, and yeah. then they hit the detonator again and they come back with a totally different team again next yeah. year? Which... Could happen. Yeah, it's not unlikely. It, 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 I think it, some of that would depend on the Kyrie situation. You, oh, yeah, yeah. It all depends on that, right? I, yeah. I don't think they'll blow this up unless it's for that. Yeah, right. That that really seems to be the only obvious move. That where here we come. This would be the fourth different team in four years, sure. where it's just a totally different squad. And by the way, I'm okay with that. I'd be interested in it, depending on the terms. But I don't feel like the blow up would come unless it's with Kyrie. You you just you mentioned something, and I think that's interesting. That I th- I almost kind of treat making the playing tournament and losing versus not making the playing tournament doesn't really change that much for me. Yeah, it's did you get in the playoffs or did you not? That's really the challenge for them. Okay, they get into the playoffs yep. and they play Denver mm-hmm. and they lose in six games, four or five or six games. Okay, five games. Okay, I would feel better. Would you? Yeah, I would. I maybe because I've lowered my expectations. Yeah, that, that's, that's yeah. But I would, I would feel it, better. It, I, You'd I, finally get at least a, a little bit of a playoff opportunity. I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I just don't feel it. Like for instance, for me, and and this is a ridiculous, a ridiculous metric to have. Do you win it all? No, bad season. That's a ridiculous <laughs> metric. Except for that's the metric that the Lakers live. But by. you know what? I, I I don't think that I don't live by that. And I don't live by that. I'll tell you why. Because I think if you're the Dodgers right now, yeah. you live by that. Okay. Even though they have not been cashing them in, but it's they're good enough to where that's a real conversation. Would LeBron I don't feel like James a think a first round exit was a good season? No, I don't think so either. No, he wouldn't. And that's what I'm getting. Like it yeah. just it just would Anthony Davis be like, hey, we made the playoffs? It would be like, no, man, come on. No, that's not what the Lakers are about. If you're the King, the yeah. Kings, no matter what happens to them in the playoffs, uh-huh. Kings have had a great season. Mm-hmm. They've had a great season. Mm-hmm. They're comfortably over 500. They got a cool little bit with Light the Beam. 100%. They got good players. They got a coach that works really well. And even if they go into the first round as a three and the six seed sweeps them, it's not a bad year for the Kings. It's disappointing that it ended like sure. that. It's a good season. But can the you, Lakers don't can, have those metrics. They don't have those metrics, but can you take. Can you build off of, hey, they got an interesting group of players here. You're talking about the Lakers or the Kings? I'm talking about the Lakers. Okay. They got an interesting group of players here. They obviously had to play pretty good basketball the rest of the way just to get in and then get into the playoffs. Yeah. Can you build off of that? Well, that's funny because that's your way. Of, my ex is you had Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and you were out in the first. Like That's the other way to look at it. It's like, yeah. here we go again, and you did jack squat. Mm-hmm. Like There's, hey, we're better. It. You got no, an F that. on the last test. You got a D on this one. That's progress. And I'm looking at it. Dude, you got a D. I mean, they're both right. Mm-hmm. They're both you. You did get a little better, but you still are in summer school. You, kinda, st- you still uh, have to uh, get up uh, at seven uh, a.m. Unfortunately, on a Wednesday in unfortunately, July. this is kind of who they are right now. 
yeah, where the expectations are this. That's unfortunate. That's realistic. You sticking around for a minute, Yates? Yeah, man. We played pickleball yesterday, so we have updates. Oh, we know. Well, yeah, we you know. did we, with we your know. A group of people while the other guys oh, were. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, little saying, shade you, coming you just, off these well, mics, not, boys. Not today. I actually had some questions, some things I might learn from somebody who's played more mm. than I have, Travis. Six times. He's a six-time pickleball six, player. Maybe five. Uh, okay. It's so less than ten, more than More five. than a handful. Yeah, less, there you go. less than a baker's dozen. Right. That's next. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. The big CY in the house with us uh, for this segment, and before we get to that, I want to I want to raid a uh, quick. You'll appreciate this, Yates. Yeah. Uh, Eight oh five Raider just tweeted at me and said, "Dude, did you just have a stroke on air with Kershizer?" <laughs> I, Merge the two yeah, pitchers. I mean, you know, really, really good pitcher, whoever days, that is. With all this AI going around now, you know, you could probably figure out how to make a picture of that. Oral Kershizer, Clayton Kershizer. Oh, I don't so weird. It, it came say. out all look, both good, both Dodgers, but very different very stylistically. True. How Not are the same you? Guy. I'm good. I uh I played pickleball yesterday, a a fact that apparently created some consternation a little bit. amongst some of the shows. Well, you know invited. what the problem was. You you know what the, the issue was. I said yes to one plan. That was the issue. And then broke the plan. Yeah. However, <laughs> yeah. The reason why I broke the plan was because the other plan was sending me to Pasadena. I live on the west side. Geography was Geography was vital. And so as it turns out, there's a court up the road in Santa Monica that, again, minor miracle, Mace went out of his way to invite me to and tell me this might be more convenient for you. I'd like for you to come play with me. I said, you know what? I get a reach out like that from Mace. I'm taking it. Okay? That's definitely happening. And I really appreciate him for, for bringing it up. In other words, you were playing Beastly. Yeah. No. So it wasn't geography. No, it so wasn't geography. Geography. <laughs> geography or no? Yeah. You, it you, was, you it, contradicted I, yourself a little bit I didn't there. contradict myself. But I realized afterwards, I was like, oh, A, this is more convenient. <laughs> yeah. And B, it's Mace. C, definitely doing it. So uh, here's what okay. happened. So we go we go to the court, and I'm glad he invited me for this reason. The first time <laughs> Can we Can I ask did this, one question? You just did, but what is it? One more question. Yes. <laughs> Packed? Okay, this is what we're getting to. Okay. The first time we did this little practice situation, it was me, Lara, Sedano, and Beto. Private court, one court situation, fences right there. The other courts are in the distance behind us. There is no intermingling. Mm-hmm. Dude, were I you pulled at a private up. club or something? Uh, yes. Okay. I pull up to this court. Bro, there's 150 people out there. If you break down how they do it at regular parks, it's four pickleball courts to a tennis court. There were four, four tennis yes. courts? Oh, they turned sideways. Yes, oh, and there okay. were four tennis courts. Yeah. I pulled up. I was like, whoa. And I thought to myself, I'm actually glad I came here because the only other time I've done this, we've been the only people there. And so there was an element of not people watching you, but like doing it in a big space because, yes, Lee, it was packed. And I imagine that's what it's going to be like. But I saw where you guys were playing. Mm-hmm. I saw the you guys had dedicated pickleball courts with reasonable distance. The distance of the pickleball courts when you've just got two people on each side of the net, mm. bro, you're running into each other all day. There's all sorts of signals from what you say when a ball comes onto the court. I had to learn a lot about the general maneuverability around the entire facility that I think is going to be an element. I want to go back challenge. to the logistics of this whole yes. thing. Which, okay, I want you to be equidistant from Slee's group to Mason's group. <laughs> you're right in the middle. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to guess this one. You've said yeah. yes to Slee's group. I did say yes to Slee's group. The Mason group. call comes in. You are equidistant from both groups. Where are you going? Well, I, I don't know. Probably. <laughs> yes, so, you do. I don't, no. <laughs> yes, you do. Here's the thing. <laughs> Just say it. Probably to Mason, here's why. Here's okay. why. You guys already had three people. 
Mace was going dolo. It's like having three bicycle And tires. as you guys know, I come from the camp counselor school of participation. I want everybody to have fun yeah. and not get hurt. I don't want Mace going solo up there running around in Santa Monica not but knowing what But that's not doing. your issue. The issue could be, look, that Mace, is Mace would no, love no, no, to no, no. play. I already have a commitment Thank here. <laughs> Thank commitment. you, Alan. That's commitment. Right. You see what I'm doing right hey, now? Alan, can I tell you something? This is called yeah. the Magic Johnson. Thank you for I'm being a human being. I'm not going to be there. Thank you for being a human being who respects his word and lives up to it. The geography part i have no problem with but the more you put this towards hey it's six miles away either way right. he still went over that's there. not what happened and the geography again, is fair you guys had, la is you guys had three people yeah, without three me. is not a good number because you're scared to talk to people three is a very magic number. no it's because it's, it takes four Yes, there's not people at your pickleball court. The reason I say there this is because of, there was a lot of people. We were holding folks up Sound with our crappy de- play. Sound pretty defensive, yeah. No, it was well, here's the thing. <laughs> here's here's why I'm on edge about it. Something happened at the court that I did not predict. I still don't have an answer for and it's kind of rattling me. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I can't figure out the scorekeeping method to save my I, life. You think I got it? Can. I, yes, you I, can. They I were trying to explain it to me mid-game, and I was like, bro, no. don't talk. This coach guy was there. I said, I don't want to think about this. I'm too focused on hitting the ball. The rotations are bizarre. I don't really understand how the numbers work. It was throwing me I, off to the point that I, I had to say something. I know for a fact that you can keep scoring a ba- in a scorebook in a baseball game. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. easy. I've been doing it my whole life. I, that, that's what I mean. That, this is just a just couple more times. Yeah. I, I understand you, that. You, I could explain it to you in 30 seconds and you will understand. Yeah, but I don't know that that's going to be as easy as you think because it was so fo- it sounded so foreign to me that I was like, uh it, it's super foreign and you here, here I will teach you Give me keep, give me a quick synopsis. I, I will do it without giving you any of the rules at all. The okay. next time you play, yeah. you keep score. You have to be the one to figure it out and you'll figure it out in like 3 That points. might be the case, but yesterday Here's what it is. I was like, don't give this responsibility to me. I don't like it. Every player gets two serves. Right. Okay, you know, like in ping pong, you do fives? Yeah. Right? It's twos. Okay. okay. Start right there. So we're on twos. Yeah. Okay? If you you have to be serving to score a point. No rallies points. I know okay. that. Okay? We got these two rules. The score has three numbers. My points, your points, and which serve we're on. So the three number score call out is probably where the most of my confusion is. I agree. So the, yep. the, the, that the, is the, awfully complicated. The three scores are the serving player score, the receiving player score, and the serve that we're on. So, in other words, the game okay. is we're on the, the first serve or the, the second. The game serve. is okay. just mm-hmm. starting. So, the third number can only be one or two. Can only be one, only or, be two. one or two. The previous numbers are the and, score. And something that you haven't faced yet, what makes it a little bit easier when you're playing twos, it's either his serve yes. or my serve. He yes. served first, I serve second, I'm the two. See, yes. okay, see, that is where things got hairy. And I got a little confused because I, I basically came down to after every point, I looked at the ref and said, what, what, Who's ball? One more wrinkle. Every single one. <laughs> one more wrinkle. Oh, because this oh, yeah, isn't already ref? complicated no, no, enough. Pretty good. But, but you guys had refs. You, you feel well, he was refing. Oh, okay. yeah. You feel better about this already. I can yes. tell. One more little thing. If, I sco- if I'm serving and I score, I'm still on one. Okay. Yep. All right. That's I it. mean, this is already considered complicated enough for me to delegate switch. it to somebody else. Okay. You scored. Yeah. You switch sides. You're serving the other way now, correct? Yeah. Like tennis. You go the ad court, right. the ad yeah. in, ad out court. Yeah. But the other guy 
Does he stay put and you just go back? Because yeah. I was just watching some pickleball on YouTube. The other guy wasn't moving. It was just the server going back right, and the forth. Now, here's, he used to want to not be in the way. Here's my question for you seasoned pickleball veteran. I have Travis. played like six times. Well, what I'm going to say is, why is the scoring so complicated? Like I, on, a, on a basic level. I didn't level. invent the sport, well, Yates. I mean, I thought you might have some insight. <laughs> like Because it, that's the kind of game where instantly, if I'm sure. playing with my friends, we're scoring it to- totally differently. Like We're just playing however the hell we want. Because uh, that's way too goofy. And I'm like, how many uh, people showing up? Yeah. Right. How many people showing up know the strict pickleball whatever it's like playing by real so getting NBA getting rules. past the scoring getting past all that stuff that didn't happen <laughs> but but just just saying conceptually pretty fun sport oh I, most I thought fun, it was fun most fun, I, and I, fun. Can, I can explain this to people who are listening the most fun i've had doing anything physical that i hadn't done before in a long time here's the reason why it's got the movement of like ping pong from a physical level, but it doesn't require the quick skill, and you can hit the ball hard like in tennis, and you're probably and not going to send it all in. over yeah, the place. Like it get, it's low impact, but also high frequency without being too much on either side. You guys side. play twos the whole time? We play no, not the whole time. We hit okay. a little bit with the ones. There was a guy there. His name was Calvin, tremendous instructor type who was organizing things around. Had a lot to say and a lot to teach, so I was grateful about that. But then we played twos, and so what happened was this: Mason and I were playing against one another two other people came a couple the couple the guy was smart he see he saw what was happening he said let's split up so his girlfriend who was way better than he was like d1 tennis player let's good, split this thing yeah she played with mace she was serving it i couldn't get it back over she was i mean top spin bangers nailing the zone like it was a problem <laughs> yeah and i was like okay well i guess if i face anybody that good we're just gonna get eliminated and then we played and the guy was trying to explain the points and stuff and i was very confused but it was fun without me giving you a specific team you play another espn la team yeah in the first round if this is how it breaks out do you feel confident about going into it no Playing, i mean like because I, everybody here is kind of on yeah, the but same we're level. all on the same like but, so, what, the way is, you play won't be that much different well, than Berg, jorge why. myself here's why i I, I have a real issue with not knowing rules and spacing. And so the other reason I was glad I played at this court is because it wasn't a regular court. The lines were all over the place. Oh, so you just kind of had yeah. to gauge. And uh, I was like, no, that's I not can't good. really figure out my footwork. It's like so, a high school gym where there's volleyball, there's correct. basketball, there's badminton. That's there. exactly <laughs> what it was like. And I was like, I don't want to be too precise about this, but I was like, I don't really know where I'm running. Mm. I'm just hitting the ball. I'm in the kitchen. The coach is yelling at me all over the place. And I was just like, okay, well, I guess I learned something here today. But the scoring complex kiddos by the time march 18th rolls around yates is going to know how to keep score there's the lines are going to be nice and clear you need to come out and hang out professional 10 a.m to 4 p.m agape pickleball center at mile square park in fountain valley get your reserved seat you can do that at espnla.com the event of course is open to anybody that wants to come come on out hang out with us press the flesh thanks to michelob ultra bud light seltzer and pizza hut and not only will we be playing pickleball which will clearly be the main event but there's tvs to watch the you know that college basketball tournament thing there's papa shot there's demos there's lessons there's a kid zone you can bring the kiddos out beer garden complimentary food and drink a dj entertainment you name it we got it out there come on out with us again agape pickleball center in fountain valley at mile square park the dump coming up next it's travis lee 710 espn